Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. Okay, folks, you're going to thank me later, but I want to introduce you to someone who I met on LinkedIn. And you know, I can't speak enough about the importance of us being in the space of LinkedIn to be able to make some wonderful connections. So our guest and I met several months ago. Uh, we invited each other to a conversation, had a wonderful conversation, and I realized very early on that he is one of the most giving, amazing experts in his field that I had ever met. So I want to introduce you to Kent. Uh, he is the CEO and creator of the Client Profiler. Uh, he's an expert in scaling high-ticket offers. He is the CEO of Alpha Coast Inc. He is the guru of everything that is digital marketing. He loves to consult in that marketing space and that lead generation space and really helping companies take their revenues and their teams to the next level. So please help me welcome Kent. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Berta. Thank you so much for that warm intro. I really appreciate it. I'm so, so excited that you're here, Kent. And I, I want to make sure that I that I honor you and, and thank you for your time. I know how busy you are. I know how, how difficult it's been sometimes navigating our calendars. But I, I am so grateful and I know that you're going to be a tremendous blessing to our audience. So I, you know, you're going to up my cool factor because Kent just happens to be like a super, super cool guy. The fact that he's really good at what he does and just has tremendous expertise is a, a tremendous added bonus. So, so Kent, how are you doing this summer? I am fabulous. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And um, this summer has been very, you know, unprecedented, right? In the mm -hmm. middle of COVID and um, we're, shut down the second time here in, in, in San Francisco Bay Area. That's where mm -hmm. I'm from. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just looking on the brighter side of things, you know? Yeah. Struggle a little bit, but stay alive. Then go out and go crazy and then be dead. I <laughs> so, know, exactly. Look on the brighter side of things. We can, we can have a little patience. And, and yeah. I know, Kent, when we spoke, especially that, that San Francisco, like Miami, where we are, is, is such a hot spot. You know, we're always in the news. It seems like California, Florida, uh, Texas, Arizona, New York, we're just, we're just on the poop list all the time, right? Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I, what I love about when we started and when we first met, that you've really put yourself in a position to be a stand and to be of service and to add value to everyone that you've come in contact. Like, I can't tell you how much I have learned from you myself, and, and I will forever be grateful for that. I've, I've, it's been a blessing to me to be able to connect you with some people that I knew would benefit from your expertise. And I just, I just love how you're in, you're my kind of people, fully generous, full service mode, full adding value. And I know today is, is, is not going to be an exception to that rule because that's just how you are. And, and when I first invited folks, so, you know, when I first invited Ken to be on the podcast, um, he said, just tell me how I can serve your audience. I, I will go if you just tell me how I can serve them. So we're going to be talking a little bit about what yep. we need to be doing as business owners and, and what we really need to be paying attention to you, if you don't mind, uh, Kent, which I know mm -hmm. you don't because you're so giving. Um, you ready, my friend? 
Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Absolutely. Please. That's great. So Ken, one of the early conversations that we had, just because I know that that digital marketing is one of those words that you hear a lot and mm-hmm. not everybody knows really what it is. What, what would you describe as falling under that category? Um, marketing in general, but particular when it comes to, to the digital marketing space. Yeah, digital marketing, it's something that we don't normally see on newspapers, right? Mm -hmm. Magazines or any of the traditional uh, types of method to get your product and services in front of others. Mm -hmm. So digital marketing is completely online. And right now, the the hottest digital marketing right now, you know, is social media. Mm -hmm. And LinkedIn is one of those platforms. One of those platforms that I would say almost all businesses can be on there and, mm-hmm. and, and bring their product and services to their target market in the different light, not necessarily with the same type of hype that other people are trying to do mm-hmm. is basically do a shotgun approach and hoping that it will stick right, right. rather than <laughs> approaching from a, like a relationship angle, how we normally do business offline. Like the way we do business offline is literally having a, 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 a warm conversation, like just to let people open up, build rapport, mm-hmm. all those kind of things, right? right? And if there is some kind of synergy, then things just naturally happen between the two people because they talk about uh, business first rather mm-hmm. than go into their personal lives, right? right? Business is a lot easier to have a conversation when you first meet someone. Mm-hmm. So digital marketing, in my view, is basically take what's already working offline and bring that over to the forefront of digital marketing, like, mm-hmm. which is online. So replicating that and the best way to replicate that is understand the fundamentals, what's already working. So that way we don't reinvent the wheel of the human's fundamental of how sales works. Mm-hmm. Sales working based on human relationships, right? And that's how we should do it online as well. There shouldn't be any difference. I love that you said that because I think, Kenton, this is one of the, one of the, and, and, oh, I just love that you said that because I want to get into that with you, especially on the, on the different social media platforms. But one of the things that I get complaints on all about, and I, I, I encourage, if not force my clients who are not yet playing on LinkedIn to go and play on LinkedIn. And I hear this 99% of the time, Kenton, tell me if this sounds familiar. You know, I hate being on LinkedIn because I'll get a connection request and then the person starts trying to sell me right there. And it just drives me crazy. And I'm like, really? So you're going to let that, I mean, we, we have to build a certain uh, degree of, of, of thick skin so that that little thing, I mean, seriously, you can get around that, but Mm -hmm. And, and I tell them, listen, LinkedIn is a relationship building platform. It is not, it, people are doing it, what they, what they do. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but we can't shy mm. away from it because of that. So talk to me a little bit about how, because nobody's talking about that, Kent, that, that importance of, of, of bringing what happens in person at a networking event, let's say, mm-hmm. that humanity into the digital space. Hundred percent. In terms of like, when just touching a little bit about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people are trying to go like they they use online marketing and they think of online marketing is just simply sell, sell, sell. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It doesn't work that way now anymore. Maybe ten years ago when 
social media was new. Everybody was like, oh, I'm going to look at everything. Right. And then that might hit my pain point. Okay, I'm going to buy, right? But now it's so uh, saturated. Mm-hmm. But everybody is um, online. Everybody is selling to everybody. But they're going about it the wrong way because they think that the more volume they get in, the more they will make. But the, 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 the challenge is people are catching up quickly. That is, that's not how they do business offline. Yes. If, the, if that's not how they do business offline, why would online be any different, right? Mm-hmm. So why not, why not start from the relationship building angle? And then from there, once you know the objective is to get somebody to open up, talk about uh, their product and their services, learn a little bit about um, what it is that they do. And then from there, maybe, maybe the product and services fit them, but they don't like the other person's personality. Mm-hmm. So why would you sell to them hoping that it'll, it'll work? You know what I mean? So a lot yes. of people really like to work with others that they like trust. Yes. And that trust component has to be built first mm-hmm. before they start talking about product and services. I love that. So I think that uh, um, a lot of people miss that whole thing completely online, mm-hmm. especially on LinkedIn. Uh, because on LinkedIn, it's so much easier to connect and then reach out and then start selling. You can do that. But you know, oftentimes we realize that people get jaded, getting pitched all the time. Mm-hmm. And like we just mentioned, like, I, I'm a, I love to be on LinkedIn. I love to grow my business. I love to network with people. But I don't like the fact that other people are pitching at me so much, right. you know? And so, I mean, it's fine that you don't like it. But I think the platform is tremendous mm-hmm. in, in so much opportunities. Yeah. And not everybody falls within that category, right? We should, we should like in our own in our own destiny to steer our own dest- uh, to, to steer the way we we approach linkedin at least starting with us first and then everybody else will follow if it works so the best way for it to to, to for everybody to follow us is to replicate what has been working for centuries which is in person right yes. and then do that online yeah and then people will respect that more than just basically shoot 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 and then pitch yeah you know, and pitch 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 and it just doesn't work yeah. And you know, what's, what's interesting is that, that I think the people lose, don't have maybe the patience for that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what happens a lot of times, and I teach around, uh, you know, and do trainings around networking and that networking with heart where you're bringing in that relationship component. And, and I sort of compare it to that person that you walk into a networking event and they're waiting at the door with their business card in their hand and they just want to shake your hand, hand off the business card and move on. They're not building anything. They just, and you're going to see them over and over again at every networking event because that's what they're doing. They're professionally networking. There's no follow-up process. Uh, They feel like they're busy for the sake of being busy. And I say, listen, when you Mm -hmm. are building relationships that are going to last, that that, um, I, I like, focusing on the relational much more than the transactional. It is going to take time. So would you say that 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 patience even on a digital in a digital marketing realm is is as important as when we're doing it in person if we're doing it right? If we're doing it right in person, yeah. Absolutely. There got there there in, in person we have like a follow-up process, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we follow that out what is already working. Now, online is no different. We should also have that whole process built out, but the, 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 the advantage with online 
is that you can do it in volume with relationship building style. Yes. Right. And it's just a human capital investment first at your time and your energy. Mm -hmm. And then once you get to a certain level of getting people inside your network that are your ideal clients, even though you don't have a conversation with them yet, they're still building relationships with you if you position yourself the right way and brand yourself properly first. Mm-hmm. Right? Brand yourself properly. Let others talk about you through video testimonials. Mm-hmm. Let others sell your services and your product for you, right? Meaning your actual clients that had uh, success with, with your program or your service or your products, right? Mm-hmm. They will talk about you instead of you trying to sell yourself on there and it's the best way. That's why referrals work so great because with referrals, you know, it's just simply someone that's talking about us, but see with recommendation or testimonials, that's another form of referral. Right. But it works at scale online. Mm-hmm. And, and then when the time comes, they just naturally reach out to you uh, with the right amount of content, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Being published weekly or daily. So relationship and content, that's, those are the two things mm-hmm. that we focus on. Yeah. And, and I think you, you hit it, um, Kent, when you said, and, and a lot of times it's that, you know, the referral and, and the testimonials, I know you're big on, on, on making sure that people are getting particularly those video testimonials, which really, uh, you know, there, there's a, there's an instant connection there. It's you're leveraging that credibility of the person who's giving you the referral. You're leveraging the credibility mm-hmm. of that person that's giving you that testimonial. And I know that that's a big part of what you do when when you look at someone that's coming to you for the first time you're going to look at holistically what is going on with them as a human with them as a company can you talk a little bit about just somebody new comes to you what what are they what are you noticing about your new clients that they're just not doing enough of out there so the common trend that we notice from all of our clients is that they're not branding themselves properly on LinkedIn. Like they know they want to use LinkedIn. They know they want, they know, they know the platform is, is, is powerful. 675 million users and constantly growing on a daily basis. That's LinkedIn, right? Wow. The user base is enormous. And, and not only that, you can laser target only the people that you want to bring into your network. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that anywhere, else, uh, anywhere in, the, in, in the world, only LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that alone right there is, Huge, but now how you how do you nurture those people and how do you immediately build trust with those people as they bring as you bring them on board uh, on a large scale? The best way, and and what we notice is that when our clients comes to us, the first thing that they missing out one hundred percent of the time is their profile, their online branding is not there. Oh wow! So their branding, their uh, so a lot of people think. Oh, I have a product, I have a company, I have, well, I have a, a company and I have a service, therefore I should brand my company on my page. It shouldn't be, uh, it, in fact, what they should do is brand themselves. Mm-hmm. Bring the, brand themselves the individual, the professional, because <clears throat> when people on LinkedIn, it's, it's a social media platform, right? Mm-hmm. It's a one-to-one relationship, it's not the one-to-many. Mm-hmm. So when you think about one-to-one in person, it's the, it, you know, I, I like to work with that person. I mean, I like to work with that company because of this person. This is the personality behind the brand. You know, just like Elon Musk is the personality behind Tesla, right? Same goes with Bill Gates. Same goes with many other 
you know, iconic Bezos, brands. Are, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you should do the same thing with your own brand on LinkedIn. You have a company grade. So let's say you have a company of 20 people. Imagine each profile of each person is a landing page for that company. That company traditionally have one landing page. That's where they go. But what if 20 people is the landing page for that company? That's huge. That's wow. a huge differentiator. So now you brand yourself properly and that person is branded properly. It ties back to that company. Now you have 20 working landing pages for that company. Imagine that. Now you have to know how to brand properly mm -hmm. so that people connected with you. And then when, when they connected with you and then they learn and they trust you, then that means the company, the, the brand behind you follows that suit, right? Mm -hmm. That's just naturally how things happen. But see, most clients that come, they have no clue. And that's like a paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. So we have to help them brand themselves. And then, in, 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 and then once they brand themselves properly, they start getting more of the ideal target market coming into their circle. They build relationships with them. And in the essence, they build relationships with their brand. Mm. And they, they, and I love what you, what you're talking about, Kent, because I know you and I have had this conversation before offline about that importance of building those brand ambassadors. And that's really how you do it. You're not going to brand ambassador. It's like you say, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. So it's, it's really about the person, but you just said something, Kent, that I think is very, very interesting. Now, when, when, when a person comes to do the the whole gamut okay and you you probably start like you said with 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 branding and making sure that they're accurately represented how much of how much of what you do and this is because this is something that i am preaching all the time and i struggled with at the beginning when i became a coach how much of what you do relies heavily on making sure that that new client knows who their ideal target market is how much of, uh, that we do? Well, um, first and foremost, in order to know who their ideal target market is, we really have to sit down with them to really understand the pain points first. So once you understand the pain points of their ideal client, it's a lot easier to find where they are, right? Um, I can give you an example. For example, if you go after CEOs, uh, a big company has a different set of pain points than CEOs of a small company or mid-sized company, right? Likewise with CEOs at one industry versus another industry. Mm -hmm. So that's just an example. So always starts with the pain points, always starts with the problem. And then from there, you can reverse engineer and to see, okay, how much, how much time do we spend on, on, on you and, and branding you? Do you have the pain points on there? Because some clients come to us and, the online presence is top notch, but they, they just need to be tweaked a little bit, like maybe 10, 20% more. Some came to us with completely brand new. Wow. And they have no presence on LinkedIn. They have no brand identity. So, and in fact, I, was, I just finished a testimonials with one of our clients and he, and about to post that on, on our, our, our website and mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. He's like, I came to you with nothing. And now it seems as, as if we've been, I've been on LinkedIn for 10 years. <laughs> wow. That's because his identity, his true identity offline has been for 10 years. And that's how he was being. But the fact is he has no idea how to bring that up to the front end, which is online. 
He has no idea how to do it. And so I was able to help him through the whole entire process. And he felt like that is me right there online. Oh. <laughs> now I just need to grow my business that yes, way. Yes, yes. I love that. And Kent, I think what happens is, and that that's what makes you so different and, and what makes you rise to the top. And I know you have beautiful, huge clients that you work with and, and you've, you've achieved tremendous success. And I think it's that you're looking at it, like you said, from a different perspective. You're, you're going to reverse engineer what it takes, but for you to be able to, on a digital stage, be able to bring this, all this reputation that they have already established personally, uh, it can't be easy. It's just that you've mastered how to do it. So what, for, for someone who, and sometimes I, I would imagine that it's almost easier to work with someone that, that is brand new because you have a brand new, you know, canvas and, and you can, you can make it look like whatever it is. Are there, are there certain things when the person is not brand, brand new that they are maybe doing that they need to stop doing companies mm -hmm. out there as far mm -hmm. as marketing? Yeah. So if they're not, so if they're brand new, right. Mm -hmm. And they've been doing um, whatever it is that they've been doing and they're brand new, what they need to do is establish the foundation first. So, um, so looking at whether they have their own company or they work for a company, right? They run their own business. So if they're a one man or one woman show, um, and, and they need to start with like, always look at who's their ideal client. How would they serve their clients offline? Now with COVID and everything, they have to transfer everything online, right? Right. Uh, and, and they want to turn online into a revenue generating machine. And, and the way, the best way to go about it is to make sure that um, their true self, their authentic true self offline need to resonate online. And, 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 and then once, once that whole entire five-star resort or whatnot, that's mm -hmm. what I, I consider online branding. Right. Once you get that built, now it's time to bring your ideal clients in. Because it's, 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 there's a matter of, I mean, it's, there's the different things with, uh, it's, it's one thing to have it built properly, bringing your own offline presence online, having complete alignment there. That's one, right? The other is how do you leverage platforms and systems to bring the ideal clients in from a relationship angle to check out your five-star resort, right? And then continue to nurture and build relationships with them at scale. See, most business owners don't have that. Let's say you're just starting out. You're struggling to get three to five clients. And, and you can certainly do that without any kind of systems or anything like that. That's totally achievable. Mm -hmm. But then when you get to a point where you want to scale off of, uh, on top of that and knowing that time is limited, no one has enough time in a day to do um, operations, marketing, sales, and then fulfillment, right. Right? right? So those three, four things are usually the bottleneck. And most, the, most, most business owners have operations is like the main bottleneck. Because mm -hmm. like, technology changes all the time, constantly. And the main bottlenecks that, that we notice, that we see in, in our clients, that they share a common pain point is they don't know how to set up technologies to optimize uh, their workflow on a daily basis. That's number one pain point. Number two pain point is they don't know what kind of platform and, and systems to leverage and use so that it saves them a lot of time from a nurturing standpoint, 
from follow-up standpoint, you know, from engaging standpoint. They don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, they just want more time back. So how do we do that to get them give, to give them more time back so that they can focus on sales and fulfillment? And when the, all these things are done properly, all the operations is done properly, when they show up to, for their client, there's nothing in the back of their head. Yes. You know, they, they now like realize, oh, I put the baby to sleep. Now mm-hmm. I can focus on, you know, I, I can focus on my client 100%, show up present for my client. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause it's a one man, one business, uh, one man show, one business, one woman show is mm-hmm. oftentimes you carry so many hats, like you wear so many hats. Right. And you want to put as many hats to rest as possible. And one of which is mastering the technology side of things, right? Mastering the digital marketing side. And if they don't have that expertise, it's okay. There's other people out there that can help them. Mm-hmm. But they need to get that iron out after they get to a point where they go, okay, I'm done with three to five. I've gotten three to five clients. I've successfully established my approval concept with my offers. Now it's time to bring them out to the mass so I can touch more lives. Yes. Now that's when that's when they really start to think about a long-term infrastructure mm-hmm. of their organization, mm-hmm. like the company. How would they expand their firm? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And I love the way of looking at it from that place of of impact. You know, and 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 Kent, I, I'm always sort of in shock with when people don't want to invest in that piece. Because they, they just don't, they're nickel and dime. And I tell them, you're nickel and diming yourself out of a business because this is, it's, it's not an expense, it's an investment. And that's going to come back to you so many times. But I love uh, what you said, especially when we can show up present. That's a very, very different conversation when you're showing up from a place of, listen, I'm just here, I have no other distractions. How can I serve you and what do you need? So, so thank you for, for sharing that. Now, Kent, in addition to LinkedIn, which we know you and I are big fans, what do you tell people who, who maybe are playing in one social media platform more than the other? Where should, and there's probably not one, or, or, or maybe it's a combination, where should people really be focusing their efforts when it comes to social media marketing? Oh, great question. Great question, Bata. So I would... I would advise them to look at, to do a quick assessment of where their target market hangs out, right? There got to be some platforms. It, doesn't, it might not be even on social media. It could be uh, offline. But the sooner they find out where the market hangs out, that's where you want to double down on that. Double down on that platform. It could be Facebook, could be LinkedIn, could be Instagram, right? We don't know unless we really understand, okay, where are my ideal clients hanging out? Could be TikTok too. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a right, new platform right. that Microsoft is trying to buy out. So we don't know. Oh. So, I mean, it, it really depends on, <clears throat> first and foremost, identify the pain point that you're solving. And of course, you already know it, you're a business owner. Mm-hmm. Then find out where they hang out at. And can you get them in a group? Can you get them on in a group? And right now, the best place I would say is LinkedIn because it has so many advanced features that you can group them together and then bring them into your network, right? So if, if whatever platform that they hang out, I would double down on that mm-hmm. and, and just master that first, whether it's a yes or no, and find out why with data because you need data to make decisions. Because without data, it's really d- difficult to, to go, wow, that platform doesn't work for me mm-hmm. or this platform doesn't work for me. And then you can feel more at peace knowing 
well, the reason why it doesn't work is because I have not done X, Y, and Z. Exactly. And but you need data to help you the, making that decision so that you don't, you know, you don't feel like you don't feel um, confused. You don't feel you don't know what to do, you mm-hmm. know, but I think the first question would be, where do they hang out? And then once you know where they hang out, let's go to that platform and let's mm-hmm. figure out the data, how to get in front of them. And, and, and there's the strategy and mechanics behind how to get in front of them, right? The mm-hmm. psychology of how it works offline, how it works online and trying to see why do people not having success online and then reverse engineer that is because they do this, this, and this. And then you can, then you can kind of do a comparison of, wow, it doesn't work. Well, it didn't work for these people because they did this. And we know why it didn't work. It's simply because they're not following the fundamentals of sales of human fundamentals Mm. and human fundamentals don't change overnight. Never change overnight. Yeah. You know? And so we have to follow that and reverse engineer that and bring that online. It doesn't matter. It could be Facebook, could be LinkedIn, could be mm-hmm. Instagram, could be TikTok. It's just a matter of understanding the human fundamentals of sales and building relationships, no mm-hmm. light trust. And then from there, things just kind of naturally open up. Yeah. Right. And and I'm so happy that you mentioned that because I think there are people that think, well, now Instagram is a place to be, or now Facebook is a plant. And, and it really is, but that's where the expertise comes in, folks. And I, I can't stress this enough. Um, the data that Kent is talking about, the analysis, the, the marketing, the seeing how you get in front of people. How long is the learning curve for a, for a new business owner or an established business owner to try to now you know, focus on all of that analysis to be able to figure out which thing is going to work best for you. How much money have you left on the table? How many clients are you not serving? And it could be a year before you figure out where it's going to work. And then guess what? A year from now, things may be very different because of what you're saying. You know, that, that, that human psychology and the sales psychology, and we're, we're living in such a fast paced world right now. And I think that's what I Mm -hmm. love Kent about what you do that you it's, it's all there. It's all there. It's the analysis. It's the branding. It's the, the creating the ambassadorship. It's, it's creating those relationships that it's, it's sort of done for you. And, and you don't have to, you know, try to reinvent the wheel with something that's not your expertise. Because if I was mm-hmm. a marketing person, I wouldn't be a coach. I would be a marketing person. It's just not my expertise. So I, I really love that you mentioned that. So Kent, what, what would you, what are you, what would you say to people right now who, you know, we're almost five months into this or probably five months into this pandemic and, and we sort of just don't know. A lot of us have, have done really well transitioning our businesses into, into the virtual platform and are loving it. Most of us are, you know, in our PJ bottoms, you know, most of the day and we don't have to, you know, spend so much time in traffic. But what are three or four things you can tell people that they really need to be taking advantage of this gift of time right now, if they have it, that they should be doing in their businesses? Yeah, I think right now, um, it's a huge, huge opportunity right now uh, on LinkedIn compared to Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's a, a world of difference. So, like, LinkedIn is roughly about 10 years behind Facebook mm-hmm. when, when you're talking about uh, the opportunities and the maturity. Um, in terms of getting out there and uh, showcase, showcase and build your brand and become the expert in your industry. Mm-hmm. 
you can certainly do that on Facebook today, but it's a lot harder than you can do that today on LinkedIn. Right. So right. people in the pandemic currently, and they have a life-changing offer, it's irresponsible not to bring that over to people and help people out, right? Wow. So, so, so think about that. It's not about us. <clears throat> it's not about you or I. It's about your audience. If you have a life-changing offer, you have the duty and responsibility to bring that out and seek out experts. Find a coach um, to help you with um, launching a business or launching your online marketing strategy or building your brand on LinkedIn or wherever that might be, right? Find the expert because it will cut years of struggles. And then once you find the expert, work with that expert and, 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 and to a certain point where you, you no longer need to. It's not like you have to go hire an expert for life, right? You just mm -hmm. really need that. I mean, all, all the iconic figures out there, even like Michael Jordan, Oprah, you know, mm -hmm. Bill Gates, Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos, they all have, they all have uh, coaches. Mm -hmm. and, and so, and then the beauty of that is you, you merge your ecosystem together. And imagine, let's just say you, you're, you're, you're brand new to LinkedIn or you're just starting out and you, or you don't know how to leverage LinkedIn. But if you partner somebody who has 10, 20,000 followers, immediately you have access to those a follower of your coach mm -hmm. and you, your network just open up. So it just opened up naturally. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you continue to scale your business online, uh, leveraging each other's network. And can you imagine you do that with many other influencers? And the first thing I would say is your brand new is fine. Everybody starts from somewhere, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, nobody starts from top, right? right, right. And the best yeah. way to go is just, just be, authentic and just go out there and ask for um, market feedback if you don't really have an offer that uh, get people results. If you get uh, an offer to get people results, get testimonials from those people, get them on LinkedIn or get them on the platform that you're on. And then so that you can you brand yourself properly. And then after that, just leverage some time, like put some time aside in a day to reach out to people and, 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 and don't be like everybody else trying to pitch the first minute you get them into your connection, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or, or your network. Just, just, just like, just be like how we are normally at, uh, offline. We would be like, Hey, hi, hi, how are you? And then I'm, uh, I'm curious to learn more about you and what you do. Mm -hmm. It would be okay to hop on a call you know, to, so that we can have this natural conversation versus, you know, um, on messaging right because right. that should be that's how it normally is anyways offline right mm -hmm. you know um and so so that's what i would do just to start the conversation and then from there you do that on a daily basis it's not compounding and the so, compounding effect is what most people neglect mm -hmm. like you don't now you're not going to see any result today that's for sure mm -hmm. but, but like if you think about it you add a penny a day, every single day. That's a lot. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. That's a lot. Yes. So, um, so it's just a coming the compounding effect, and most people are too used to instant gratification, mm -hmm. especially media, social media nowadays, kind of like yes. feeding into yeah. that frenzy. Mm -hmm. But if we stay away from that and we just know the core fundamentals that what works and continue raising mm -hmm. repeat. 
that, that's all that matters. I love that. Thank you, Kent. And I, and I love what you said about the com- compounding effect. And I saw this post the other day on, on Facebook that said, um, this, you don't eat the fruit the same day that you plant the seed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm, and I'm like, well, that's, you know, pretty good. That's, that's kind of obvious. And, and it, and it, and it is so true, but, but thank you, Kent, because those are the things that, that we're just, we take it for granted. I think we know what we should know. Right. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we think it's so basic. It can't, the truth can't be there. That can't be what's missing. And usually in the most obvious places is where what we're not doing is missing. So I really appreciate you you bringing that and, and, and being a blessing to us. And Ken, I want to ask you one thing because I know um, my people know sure. that I'm an avid reader and I know you're an avid reader. And every time we talk, you have a different book back there on your whiteboard. And today you have Outsiders, which was just um, recommended to me by David Mess as another, another friend who's a tremendous and avid reader. Um, tell me something about your how you fell in love and with, with reading and all that you learn. And I want you to hold up that, that other book that you have there that you've recommended a couple of times. (laughs) So, um, so, you know, this book is the outsider, right? Mm -hmm. And, and here's the way, the way I approach books is that, I mean, you look at, you look at how much time we have in a day and you look at the, and the entire uh, history of, people that are successful before us. Mm-hmm. And, and they say, you are the average of six people around you, right? And now, well, how am I gonna meet this guy, William Thorndike, or how am I gonna meet uh, Napoleon Hill and mm-hmm. have a, a, a relationship with him? The best way for me to have a relationship with these guys is the, through their books. Yes, absolutely. Through the thinking process and through their, um, they put all their, the thinking in here. And mm-hmm. so you really want to build a relationship and hang out with the right billionaires. You got to go to the books. That's I it. I love I mean, no time. I mean, we don't have time to go to that. So if you really count how many, you're the average of the people being, uh, around you. Mm-hmm. There are the people, you know what I mean? They are the people. So you're, you're not being influenced by outsider voices that are not contributing to your long-term goal, right? Mm-hmm. And the best way for growth is to do books. They're so clean, like super clean thinking. And they have so much wisdom built into books that so you can't get from anywhere. Yes. I that's love why I love that. reading books. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And and I and I and that's something we've we've always shared and I and I and I just love that that is something and listen it's true these are these are our mentors we don't have access to them we don't you know for the price of a book um we have access to tremendous uh, uh, just a wealth of knowledge and blessing that they've been to to really take the time to put their thoughts and ideas into books and we we are what we read i always say we're we're not really what we eat you know most of the time Mm -hmm. but, but we definitely are what we read and how we're showing up uh to our clients to our families to the world is really is really uh, you know molded by by what we're what we're feeding our minds with so thank you for letting me go there but i know that's a big deal for you so ken tell us a little bit about how we can find you how our audience can get in contact with you and um i just i just know you've been such a blessing to me and and every time oh. i get a connection people come back thanking me and i i love when that happens but i just know that you have 
this this beautiful heart for service and 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 you've been a blessing to us today so i want to make sure people can yeah. find you <laughs> well the feelings are mutual that's for sure and I, i'm honored to be here to Thank provide any value i can to your audience uh the best way to find me you can always just search for kent Ho on linkedin um mm -hmm. and then connect with me there or go to alphacoast.com alpha coast to work together dot com mm -hmm. that's the name of our company um that's simply the best way and then there's a link on the on the uh, on the website where you can book like a quick call if uh, you want to chat or mm -hmm. just curious to learn more on how you can um you know bring your life-changing products or services mm -hmm. to your ideal clients on LinkedIn. yeah I love that. And, and guys, I want, to, I want to just spell out so that you can look him up on LinkedIn because you want to be following Kent. It's Kent, K-E-N-T, V-A-N-H-O is his last name. And, and listen, if I can encourage you to do one thing, and I think, like I said, the, the generosity that this man has in his soul, um, that quick call that he's telling you, I think we spoke for a little over an hour, our first conversation, Kent, and I was just blown away because he was just like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give till it hurts. I'm going to quote Scott Ferguson here, but, but just give till it hurts. Because if I never speak to this crazy old lady again, I'm going to give her everything that she needs to really just revamp and, and change her business. So I want to encourage all of you not only to follow him because there's always a wealth of information, um, particularly on LinkedIn, but, but if you have the opportunity to get on there and, and schedule the call, I promise you it is going to be well worth your while and, and you're going to fall in love with him. I'm telling you, he, it's just, you know, when we run into the generosity of spirit um, that, is, that is out there, we, we need to embrace it and, and, and do what we can to surround ourselves with that. So Kent, I am grateful for you. Um, Kent, any, let's see, best piece of advice you've ever received? best piece of advice is to to stay away from from the other media outlets <laughs> and and just focus on focus on what really is matters to you like you said earlier is majority of who we are is what we consume right mm -hmm. and consuming food is one thing but how what our mind consumes so it's important to know what we're consuming because when you, when you bring the sub uh, the unconscious to the conscious level, then you like you have a whole different view of how things are being how things are, are being fed to you, and that's how you become. Yes. Most people call it fate when the unconscious is not brought to the conscious level, and they and they they go, "Whoa, that's successful night." No, it's not. It's actually a lot of hard work. Right. <laughs> Like yeah, they say, so, a twenty-year over overnight success. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So basically, uh, the best advice I've ever gotten from one of my mentors is just don't, 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 don't start problems with people on social media. Focus on your own lane and focus on building and giving value to your own clients. Your clients is your north star. So whatever, whenever you're confused, right? Whenever you're not, you're not sure what you're doing inside your business. I always go back to what's good for my clients is what's good for the business. So always think of it mm. like that and it'll help you steer in the right way every single time, every single time. Cause we always run into issues all the time, all kinds of challenges, 
And I think that's like the best advice is not um, not to uh, not to get distracted, but not to get distracted is to have a North Star. And the North Star should be your client, your ideal client that you want to focus on or helping them. I love yeah, that. Everybody I have love that. I love that. What's good for your clients is what's good for your business. Wow. I love that, Kent. I've taken so many notes. Listen, I, I am, again, Kent, so grateful for you making the time. I know it's a busy day. And, 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 and again, I, I'm just blown away by your generosity. So, my friend, I appreciate you. I, I pray that um, all is going well and continues to go well, as I know it will. And we will be in touch for sure, folks. So you heard it here. Thank you. Thank you, Kent, for being here. Uh, folks, do good. Be great. And go play outside. Have fun. <laughs> thank you, Bota. Pleasure. <laughs>